and welcome to our last episode for 2021 of This Is Community, a Volunteer Galway podcast. My name is Ruth and as it's Christmas time, we thought it important to remind ourselves of the kindness that exists in our communities, not just at this time of year, but all year round, day in and day out. So it was my absolute pleasure to speak to yet another amazing volunteer who this year was shortlisted for a Volunteer Ireland Award under the category of Environment and Animal Care. Susan Hewitt is a volunteer fosterer with Madra, who I'm sure many of you may know as it's one of Galway's finest charities. But what you might not know is what goes on behind the scenes in Madra and the all year round dedication of their team, which is in fact made up primarily of volunteers. During our chat, Susan filled me in on how she herself firstly got involved in this type of volunteer work and then went on to talk about her passion for minding puppies and indeed some bigger doggies too. I hope you enjoy it. So Susan, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Ruth. I'm I'm still on cloud nine. I'm delighted. You're saying, yeah, you're on cloud nine. Well, rightly so. And you are um, another one of these amazing people that we come across, um, yeah. you know, all the time but particularly around the the volunteer ireland awards and you've been shortlisted so um congratulations first of all thank you very um, much and just to, i'm just going to go, go like straight into it um you have been you have been shortlisted um can you just tell us about your volunteer work and how you got involved in in it in the first place sure well um i started about two years ago this time two years ago i met um an old friend uh dawn she's now director of operations out in Madra and she we were having a Christmas drinks and our chats and whatever and uh, I was saying you know I'd love to help out but I wasn't too sure how I could do it my child is five and he has um, additional needs so I just I you know I, I, I need to be careful with my time so she said what would you think of fostering and I said sure look what I would of course why wouldn't I and then a few weeks later that was like full of gin and tonic on a Christmas night out and t- next thing a few weeks later I get a- <laughs> remember that conversation we had and I said yeah and she said look there's a little Baba here he needs um his owner is in a bit of trouble will you take him for a few weeks and I did of course so that was the first of it and he so he came in maybe this time two years ago maybe January two years January and um so I had him for a while and I love the feel of uh the fostering I I mm-hmm. actually for a start I never realized you could foster with mother I was out of the country for a couple of years in America and I came back and I, I wasn't really in tune an awful lot with what was going on. So it was lovely to tr- help out without being under a huge commitment. So I fostered Toby. I had him for a while, but then lockdown happened. So we actually had him for four or five months. So he was the start and he was lovely. And um, like that, he wasn't abandoned now or came from an abusive situation. He was just, his owner was going through a tough time. So mother helped that owner out and I did that and that was fine. And next thing, uh, there was one or two came through, one or two here and there. Can you take this dog? Of course I can. No problem. And uh, uh, because I have the space, I have boarding kennels here that I've done for about 15 years. I've been boarding dogs. And um, so I have the space. I've taken 20, 30 dogs at a time in the prime. I haven't done that now for a while. But um, so next thing, in around May, I got a call to say we found a pregnant dog on the side of the road. Now she's in a bad way. Um, you know, she's in a bad way. Can you the, the dog warden is about five minutes from you? Can you take her? She's heavily, heavily, heavily pregnant. We think she's going to go. And I said, oh, God, yeah, sure. Oh, you know, I've never done this before. And Marina was like, don't sure. worry, we fully support you. Let's go. 
So anyway, he arrived and we we carried the dog in in a duvet between the two of us. Now, this really got me in the heart. And she wasn't a bad way. Her eyes, she could hardly open her eyes, but anyway, and heavily pregnant. Anyway, we got her settled in. She was great. Watched her all evening. And the following morning, she went into labor. Mm. And throughout the day, she had eight pups. And when I tell you, please God, my husband won't be listening to this for a while until after Christmas anyway. It was the best day of my life. Oh, <laughs> my God. Eight beautiful pups. Um, so anyway, that was that. And we got through it. Um, she got through it very well. Mom did. And right. uh, eight beautiful, healthy pups. She had obviously done this before. So she had mm. been, um, now she had been very much loved because she was very much open to love for me and care. And she wanted me with her when she was having her pups. She wouldn't let, you know, uh, the experts were saying, get out of the kennel, let her have her pups. And when I went to leave, she came against me and put her head against my leg. And, mm. you know, I couldn't leave her and I stayed with her. And I think that was the start of the real um, love for helping a dog who's very, very vulnerable. That, I think, would be right. for me what got, I yeah. really fell in love with the dog okay. and I enjoyed um, helping her back on her feet. She was here for about five months. Mm. No, she wasn't here. It was about three months, I think, end to end. And to get her back up on her feet and happy and mm-hmm. healthy. And like it was a challenge. She had several different physical challenges and sickness and her gut and her skin. She had mange and and when I tell you she was the most stunning, stunning dog, she was the most beautiful dog. Now to see her, she went off to a home in Dublin. Uh. If this woman took people, I'd be gone. Uh. She <laughs> is the kindest, most caring, most capable dog owner I've ever come across. She has another dog herself, of the same breed. And she now has the two. And this beautiful dog, she's like, to see the pictures now coming in of her, that to me yeah. is like, makes me cry every time yeah it must be it must be well it sounds like you fairly threw yourself in the deep end from that to now what I'm what I'm reading Susan is that you you fostered 33 dogs in the last 18 months so hello some passion there something something certainly happened yeah well what's your what's your average day like you know my average day I mean I have three of my own dogs two Jack Russells and a Labrador and I have pop in at the moment she's only about 10 weeks old she has carpal laxity which is her legs from are bendy okay. um so I have her in the kitchen so my usual day is up um it'd be a fairly early start probably six half six to start yeah. with the doctor in the house and then down to the kennels I have four paying customers in at the moment right you sort them out feed mm-hmm. them you go in check them check everybody's happy tails are wagging Nobody's mm. ill. Everybody's eating. They all have their brekkie. And um, out we go for playtime. Check the beds. Just, and you know how you treat your own dog in your own house? Well, that's how these dogs are treated. Mm, so mm, mm. At the moment, I have um, I have five of the Kroger dogs. The Kroger, which is Irish for brave, I think. I must, I think I'm nearly sure it is. Mm-hmm. And they're feral dogs. So they, they're they in the, the sanctuary part of the kennel, as we like to call it, the safe place. Okay. Um, they're a little bit trickier. I give them a bit more space. I, I, I'm trying to get them used to me moving in and around them. There's two of them that are quite friendly. They'll come to me, um, and lick my hand, take food from me, take treats from me. Um, and the other three, one is very, very nervous. They came from a, 
a hoarding situation. So a lot of the time it's not maybe abusive. It's just like somebody might love the dogs too much and there's too many of them, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. You must, you must come across some sadness and joy, you know, a great degree, I yeah. imagine, of sadness and joy in, in your volunteering. And it's interesting that you said to me just before we went on air that you don't consider it volunteering. You don't even say the word volunteer. And now yeah. you've been nominated for a National Volunteer Ireland Award for for your work. Um, yeah. But are there pieces in there that you find tough? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reward, but but what will be the, the harder parts? Um, I was, I you know, the hardest parts of it are when the dog gets sick right. or the dog doesn't make it. Mm. Now, uh, like, or to see a dog broken, like to see a dog terrified if you're lifting a brush to sweep the floor mm. and to hear them howl. And that to me gets me. Mm-hmm. That to me gets me. I wouldn't be on the cold face now of going into situations where there's dogs, you know, or that we have specialists that would do that. Our mother has people who are mm. very well accomplished at that. But mm. yeah, the, the, in my my experience would be if they get sick or if they're to see a dog cowering in a corner. You know, to me, it's almost like you wouldn't like to see a human cowering in of course, a corner. Yeah. You mm. know, people, other people are really good at looking after humans and volunteering with humans. I'd be like, I, I like the idea of these dogs. They can't talk. They'll communicate to a certain degree with you, but to see the hardest part, yeah, would be to see fear, I suppose, really fear. Sure. fear Did you grow it. up with dogs, Susan? Have you always had dogs in your life? <laughs> would you believe I was afraid of dogs? We had a German pointer when I was growing up, uh, Ivor, and he was uh, cracked, cracked as the days long. He used to fight with Michael D's dog. Michael D was our neighbour. So mm. that's, yeah, I'll never forget Michael D banging on the door saying, your dog is fighting with my dog. But anyway... <laughs> So we had him till he was about 12 and then we were away in school for a while. Then we didn't have a dog for a long time because he died and we were all so upset. Dad said he'd never get another dog again. But then when I got married, um, we got we went and we got two dogs, Buster and Missy. They were my kids. Anybody who knows me will know how Mm -hmm. unreasonably attached I was to those dogs. Your first babies. Yeah, Yeah, we had them for 15 years. Um, so, but, but there was a period of where I was afraid of dogs. Yeah. My husband would remember me walking on a road and kind of, I'd cross a road, you know, I would have still have a healthy fear and respect for certain breeds that okay. I wouldn't sure. bring in, you know, yeah. and I definitely have a, a definitely a wariness of mixing certain breeds, you know, particularly when I'm minding other people's dogs, I definitely would. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, there's always been dogs around. There's always been. I mean, today now I have, I don't know, about 16 dogs. 16. In her, in her My own, goodness. In the house. My goodness. The kitchen. And Susan, in, in relation to the to, to the pandemic, like we're hearing, you know, we're hearing that sanctuaries are really full. Well, well, I mean, a few years ago, we were hearing that, you know, so many people are adopting dogs. And this is a really, you know, huge uptake in, in dog ownership. And now we hear stories of people having to return dogs as they're returning to work. Are you seeing that in your daily work there with, within fostering? How are you seeing trends around yeah. the pandemic? And what would they be from your perspective? From my perspective, definitely. I mean, I know this time last year, uh, everybody was talking about how you could get a dog for loving your money. Oh um, my goodness, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, um, the apparently people who were trying to buy dogs were paying up to two and a half 
grand for dogs, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But um, we were able to rehome a lot of dogs. There was a lot of dogs rehomed through Mother and other agencies. But now this year, there's a lot of dogs who are being surrendered. Um, I, I know the trend has changed. I don't, I haven't had much experience myself. I've had a few phone calls. You know, I can't cope. Can you take this dog for me for a few months? Um, you know, I think people were quick to get dogs and they're just, some people are just as quick to let them go again. Mm-hmm. So, Big you know, you really, yeah, I mean, they really, you, it, it, it's so important to really think about what your family needs and what your family will tolerate and what, what is your family life like before you get a dog, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, um, you know, so and I, th- I think that Madra are experts in the field oh, in relation to all of that, and in, in relation to the support and the advice and the, you know, obviously they are experts. They want it to be a good match for dog and family. Yeah, um, and, well, and they I mean, do certainly provide a lot of support for people. Certainly with Madra, um, it's definitely about the dog, and they are they are very um, they they're spe- like Marina is a specialist, and she's a very very long time doing it. Um, and there's another team out in the kennels and commas who are with, uh, they have a lot of dogs out there at the moment, a lot of dogs who need uh, care and support and, you know, that have been surrendered or neglected or abandoned, mm. you know, an awful lot behind the scenes. There's an awful lot of dogs out there that need homes. They really need somebody to love them. They're, they're just as, they're just like your little doggy in your kitchen or in your sitting room or on the couch. And these j- dogs they need homes, you know, they do and they need help and they and and they need like mother need our support. They do. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I suppose Christmas time can be an emotional time and um, sometimes a time where people might think, oh, wouldn't it yeah. be lovely? Would you would you generally advise people, you know, just wait, wait for the new year or, you know, just take give, take, take time and, and give it a lot, lots of thought and consideration yeah, definitely. before sort of a spontaneous move to maybe get a puppy or. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have. Uh, I have I this time last year I got a pup uh Harry he's a labradoodle and he just kept growing and growing and growing and growing <laughs> and growing and he has a splash of Bernese in him he's like a small donkey I'm not <laughs> but I tell you something he has the house wrecked puppies are fabulous yeah. and the romantic notion of a gorgeous mm. cuddly puppy he's like a teddy bear but that little pup teddy bear is now a donkey yeah yeah there you and, go you know but I would say, yeah, definitely take your time. Think about yes. it. Think about your family and who's going to be looking after the dog. And think about it from the dog's point of view, not the kid's point of view who are shouting yeah. for a dog. Absolutely. And as you say, you know, there's lots of ways to, um, I suppose, it, it, I know people sometimes feel very emotional around dogs and they want to they help. But there are other ways, as you said, we can support Madra in, in, in many other ways. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, we'll, we'll let people know about how you can support at the end of the episode as well. Um, but just to say thank you so much thank you for all that you do and right. I think it's incredible that you didn't even consider yourself as a volunteer Susan no. until you got nominated for a national award you know and I think that speaks for itself obviously yeah. it's, it's 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 a vocation and it's, it's a passion well it's definitely a passion but I think when you can do it I just have to say I just loved it and when you're surrounded by puppies that is a very like it was, yeah. it was great. It was a great summer. We had another two two dogs in who were pregnant and had two litters in the one day. So that's all adds up. Wow. We had 19 newborns on the site. Oh my goodness. That was fab. Do you sleep? Well, anyway, <laughs> I have no problem sleeping, but I am really? really Yeah. All those newborns. I, yeah, it's great. 
Oh, well, Lucas, I wish you the very best. Um, no doubt you'll be busy, uh, but do enjoy the awards. I can't wait to hear. And um, again, congratulations and, and, and thank Thanks you. Thanks so much. Thank you. So once again, a huge congratulations to Susan, whom I'm sure you'll agree after listening to that chat is most deserving of this nomination. And we wish her the very best for the awards next year. And for those of you with animals in your life, I hope they get some extra cuddles over the holidays. And for anyone who might feel inspired to offer some kindness after listening to that conversation towards our canine companions. Remember that Madra are a local charity here in Galway and they work tirelessly around the year. They are primarily made up of a team of volunteers and they're always in need of support. So on that note, we'll include links to all of their channels where you can find out more about their work and how you can help if you want to help them out. As always, we'll also include information on our own service here. If you wish to find out anything about how you can help in your local community at this time, you can check all of that out in the notes section. Finally, from all of us here in Volunteer Galway, we would like to say a huge thank you for listening and also a special, special thank you to all of the incredible charities and volunteers that we have the absolute privilege of working with all year round and we look forward to lots more in the new year. Wishing you all a very safe and happy Christmas and we will chat to you next time.